0: Welcome to the Niger Filmmaker, a podcast about Nigerian filmmakers, their films, and how we can build a diverse and functional industry. I'm your host, Selig Gott. On this episode, my guest is Yinka Ogun. He's a screenwriter and the current president for the Screenwriters Guild of Nigeria. He's known for his work on the literary, Tinsel, Your Excellency, and the Royal Hibiscus Hotel. We talk about how he discovered writing, his process, and his work at the Screenwriters Guild. If you're a new listener, you're welcome, and I hope you enjoy. Hi, Yinka, You're welcome to the Niger Filmmaker. Good
1: morning. Thank you very much.
0: Okay. Can you introduce yourself?
1: Okay. So my name is Inka. I'm a screenwriter. And I'm also the head of the Screenwriters Guild of
0: Nigeria. Okay. Nice to have you on the podcast.
1: Welcome.
0: Okay. So can you... um? tell us how you got started in writing in the industry
1: okay so um i i used to sing um i used to sing at shift years back um and i was a songwriter and um i i i met sammy upo and then i was introduced to sammy i i don't know if i walked up to him, him. yeah as a songwriter and um went through some of the things i had written i was impressed with them and said okay that um he would start engaging my services as a songwriter. And then, Sammy Sammy was one of the two major people who used to do um, theme songs for films then, and the soundtrack. And um, uh, yeah, it was Sammy and Stanley Okori there. And so uh, so Sammy um, would give me the film script, I would read through, then compose a theme song, to sort of encapsulate the whole story. And it's from looking at the scripts, I kept telling myself, I'm sure I can do better than this. I'm sure I can do better than this. And that was it. And so I started trying my hand at uh, writing and all that. You know, and while that was going on, um, there was an, N- yeah, an NGO, communicating for change, who were also looking for writers. Yeah. Uh, for, for radio. And then my friend Silo Bunkole, well Silo, she was there, um, introduced me to them and they liked my writing and, and that was it that, that's just how i got into the whole thing
0: okay so um at that at that point how did you you know get yourself acquainted with you know practices in screenwriting and other things
1: well those um, this was sort of the um, later part of the early days um, well, in mean, later part of the early days, the early days, nobody used um, writing software. Uh, we all just formatted the script with Word, and so it was. Uh, I was. I had a plethora of scripts I had written, differently done, and sort of went online tried to see how it was done properly, and try to format scripts that way. And um, of course, you didn't have the software then. We just try to ape it as much as you could. And um, they also go online, read stuff about how stories are told uh, properly. Uh, fortunately for me, as I had this friend, Johnny Kim, um, went to Janiki together, uh, he and um, Regina Deberry had some had a company together, they were doing stuff. Yeah. And I, I used to do music for them. Yes. At some point I said, I just two theme songs. So they were the first ones to give me a a try, and um, they also brought me into writing. And Reginald sort of became like a mentor of sorts too along the line. Mm. So yeah, that's how I really sort of started honing my skills. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um. So you know you've you've written um the scripts for Oloture, Your Excellency Royal Hibiscus Hotel, Abeni and others, Um, were you like commissioned to do them or you like had written them years before and you were shopping it around? All commissioned. All commissioned.
1: The only thing I had done before and I sort of got into a pitch situation was tinsel. I had created tinsel like five years before it was picked up by mnet yeah. but most of those most of the um okay I, 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 yes tinsel dear mother too had created it and uh, uh and pitched it but when it comes to film scripts essentially i i work on commission
0: yeah okay all right so um from the moment you're commissioned for a script was your process like
1: <clears throat> okay, well, so this is what I do. Um a client gets in touch, we discuss, then I send a contract. I send a contract sample. Once they say that they're okay with the contract or they do we do back and forth and agree on the contract, we sign the contract and start the process. Now what I do is that I would collect I would collect 20% of the agreed fee before I write a treatment. Mm. Now if the if, in the rare occasion that the the um, client has their own treatment, you understand? Yeah. They will just go into a street um, I go I go through the, the treatment, make some observations, things I think should be changed. If they want to change the if they i insistent, no problem, they're the client. They will go into a street um, I will, that means it's a different contract I'll be, I'll be sending to them. It will be, what well, we're going straight into the writing, which will be 70% um, um, deposit on my writing fee. Yeah. But if it was my, if, you, if all they had was a story, um, then I will collect 20% of the money first to write a treatment. When we agree on the treatment, then they will talk to 50%, which makes it a total of 70%. Then I will do the first draft. Okay. And sometimes if the person, the rare occasions, because sometimes people just ask you for your stories.
0: Yeah.
1: In that kind of situation, since it's my story, I don't have a problem. I'll send you a treatment. If you like it, fine. If you like it, I'm collecting my 70% offer after I've sent you the contract. If you don't like it, then we move on. It is my intellectual property, so I don't have a problem. Yeah. But I will not develop a treatment for a client based on their story without receiving some kind of payment uh-huh. that binds us here. Yeah.
0: OK. All right, so um, how important is the work of script editors in the writing process?
1: Definitely, definitely. I mean, Script editors are, are very important. I mean, it's a it's a, it's, a, it's a given.
0: Huh.
1: So when you see how how important are they, um, they're very important.
0: Okay, what do they what do they like? Um, can you give us an example of like situations where they come in like really handy in the whole process?
1: Again, it, it also depends on, you know, sometimes um, you have, um, sometimes this, these rules are slightly different between TV uh, and and film. You understand? They're more prominent on TV.
0: Okay.
1: You understand? Yeah. So essentially, um, they're sort of like, some, often they're the ones that sort of like, guide the the storylining process you understand like you have the basic idea you we uh, have the basic story that you're telling in that series uh, most of the time they're the ones that would actually like take charge of that that process yeah um, with the storylining and all that you understand um, and with this series, I just work with the writers. You understand, yeah. And make sure that at the end of the day, the, the, the scripts are, uh, are in the. Uh, the I won't want to say perfect, but best possible state for production.
0: Yeah, with um, writing um TV shows like you, you created um, Teen Soul and Dear Mother, which went on to be like widely um accepted um tv shows in nigeria um yeah. how different is the process like so with this with these tv shows you probably weren't commissioned you you kind of developed it to a point and then it was picked up how how do you how do you basically approach tv tv um writing
1: okay so with tv uh, I, there are two different ways i work So I develop shows, Um, I develop shows, I create and develop shows, but I also work with, I also develop things that other people have created. Uh So now, um, um, so the only difference in those two situations is that in one situation, the original idea comes from me and the next, it comes from the client. Yeah. But what happens is that I now take it i now take it through a developmental process. Essentially you are you're you assessing the backdrop of the story, the, the characters, um, the plot um, and all that. And essentially, first, you know that so um, you ask yourself, is this, this, this basic idea? how engaging it is, and how much potential it has. Because at the end of the day, people overrate the idea.
0: Yeah.
1: Look, you can have a fantastic idea, but if it's not well developed, it's not worth it. I mean, its weight and income. So uh-huh. the developmental process is even more important than the original idea. Yeah. Because sometimes you watch a film and you're like, the idea is nice, but I just don't feel um the story. Uh-huh. So it was not properly developed. And sometimes... You find a story that is not, is, is not particularly unique. You understand? Yeah. You, you watch, I've seen something like this before, but this is really nice. It's just the way it has been developed.
0: Huh.
1: So the developmental process is, is very, uh, uh, very important. The characters, how unique they are, are there, how different are their voices from each other, how interesting are their journeys. Those are the things those are the things that you you watch out for. And holistically the whole thing, I mean, how how different is it? You have because again, you have to put yourself in the position of the audience. Everything you do is about them. And it affects your exposition too. If I if I if I reveal this information before the next. How is it going to affect the viewing experience? What is the or what is the man watching going to see? Because it's very important that as much as possible, everything you do has to have a reaction. It could be excitement. It could be laughter. It could be wow. It could be oh, It could be woo. It could be hmm. But there has to be a reaction. And, yeah. and they just don't happen. You have to manufacture them. So that's what the developmental process is about, how you tell these people's, the story of your of your of your of your characters, you understand. So you have your lead character, you have your protagonist you have all the challenges he's facing. The people who are influencing the things that happen to him. I mean, like if <clears throat> if you have your your character and, and he's been locked up in an asylum and he's really not he's not local, but he's been locked up because someone wants to take his fortunes away from him. Yeah. So, you know that for him to continue to stay there, there must be somebody in that establishment who is insistent on him staying there. Maybe they've been paid or something. Yeah. Now, for your story to make sense, you know that at some point he's going to have to escape. Uh
0: huh.
1: And the only way he can escape is with help, and usually it's help from within. Yeah. So, this person stopping him from going. Why are they stopping him from going? Because most likely they know that he's not really local. Why are they stopping him? For you to have, because it's very important, because that's a major part of the story. So for you to understand why they are stopping him, you need to understand that character and their stories, their journey. Why have they come to this point? Then the person who is going to risk their employment to help the him escape, you also need to understand why.
0: Yeah.
1: Just like you, you need to understand the person who has put him there. Why. So, so except the escape is going to be perpetrated by one of the fellow inmates there.
0: Huh.
1: If it's a fellow inmate, you also have to understand why. Where is that coming from. So this, this, so these are the people you usually need to tell their story, have a backstory and all that. You understand? Yeah. This is what sort of forms it. So the main story is the story of this, the protagonist, and how he's going to escape this thing and all that. But every other person whose actions applied pressure, positively or negatively, on his own actions, on his own progress, it, you usually it's it's best to understand why they are doing it I and mean, in under and to understand it you really need to know them very very well yeah so so so, so that's it so that's what the whole that's what the process is about okay so you yeah. know this developing the characters blah 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 and all that yeah
0: yeah okay so um in recent years, a lot of people have, um, you know, decided that, yeah, getting into the film industry is what they want. And, you know, there's an influx of a lot of new writers. Um, but what tends to happen most of the time is that, um, people tend to, like, maybe producers, some producers, um, take advantage of these new writers. How can the new writers, like, Protect their interests. Protect their copyright.
1: Okay, so you're gonna to need to be more concise. What do you mean by take advantage of?
0: So, um, in some regard, they're not paid. They're not paid well, and also sometimes their story ideas are credited to somebody else.
1: Okay. So let me be matter factual, and I don't know. I'm probably going to get. Um, Really fight for this, but for me, um, what is more of an issue for me is is when you're not giving your credit. That for me is more of an issue.
0: Yeah.
1: The the former you said for me it's not a big deal. It's it's when you're not giving your credit that is a problem, and that's why look, I'm the head of the Screenwriters Guild. Any young, if, if you're a member, I can authoritatively say, if you're a member of the guild. And that kind of issue happens to you, and you report to us, we will definitely take it up. We've definitely taken we will definitely take it up. Someone has reported situations to me before i have taken it up with, with, with Mnet, African Magic. We will take it up.
0: Yeah. But if we're yeah. not a member of
1: the guild, there's nothing we can do. You understand? Yeah. So, but what you initially said look, there's such a thing as paying your dues. If you go on sites like Mandy, and cool in the, in the United States, there, there, there are screenwriters who, who are offering their scripts just in return for credit, yeah. because they know the importance of credit. It's not easy to break out there. So trust me, if you have an opportunity to break out there and the person is offering you peanuts, turn, negotiate for more. but look, it's not, it's not about making big money. You don't make big money overnight. Huh. You need to earn it, you need to earn the credit. So if the person is offering you five naira, see if you can get seven naira, if you can get seven naira, take it, the credit is more important. Because if it says written by, and it's out there, the next time you look, the next time you meet someone and they say, what do you do, I'm a writer, ah, what have you written? You have something to say. Yeah. It's not that I'm a writer, what have you written? Uh, I've written a couple of things, but not nothing has been shot yet. The person is going to walk away. They don't have time. Oh. You are not published. They can't. There's nothing to uh, assess you with. But once you've done one, once you've done two, do, then they can say, "Oh, really? Oh, that's good." It's a different ball game now. When you meet the next person, you can demand more. Because you're that guy that has written one or two things in the past. But when you've not written anything, you don't have any major credit, and you're fighting over money. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to be matter-of-factual about it. Yeah. It's stupid. It's stupid. First, get the credit. Get out there. Then, then you gradually start to demand more. Yeah. Everybody today that is earning millions from writing, you think they were not once upon a time scammed or paid rubbish? Yeah, when I started, I had to I had to put someone else's name on my script so that it could be sold. Yeah. Because because I was I was I was a newbie. Nobody was gonna take a chance. So I put Reginald Ebeli's name on my script as written by him so that they will buy it and I will eat. Uh. We've all walked the walk. You understand? Oh yeah. the work. You must because let me tell you something, when we were even starting, there were not too many good writers out there today, <laughs> uh-huh. today. there's so many writers and so many good ones. So how how do you how do you end your break? Yeah. You have to make sacrifices. You have to make sacrifices. You understand? If at the point where I was, I was already relatively big, there were still some producers that would take a pay cut to work with. Yeah, Just so it's, I'm glad that I've worked with this person before. That's what this thing is about. But when it's about money, 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 then, I'm sorry, you just find yourself on one level for a very long time. You need to make sacrifices. If you have that TV show idea, and a producer that is associated with decent work comes up to you. If it is 50,000 Naira is offering you, frigging take it. It's unfair, ask for more, but if you're not getting more, take the deal. It will be short and short well. It It will be out there. Make sure your contract does not joke with your credit. Yeah. So when it comes out, it's written, created by you, written by you. The next time anybody walks up to you, you are not a newbie. Yeah. You can ask for three hundred thousand for that same thing. Because you are the guy that did that one that was successful. But until but if you if you if you keep refusing these things because uh that the money was an insult, the money was an insult, yes. You will keep your intellectual property, you will keep your pride, and then the years will go by.
0: Yeah.
1: Do you get? Yeah. That's
0: it okay uh you know there are um also these situations where you know a contract is signed the contract defines um your credits in the film and then when the film comes out in some instances you're sharing that credit with somebody yeah. else like how would you um go about dealing with um a situation like that
1: okay so i will tell you it's it's a it's a very unscrupulous thing that Nigerian producers are fond of doing. Yeah. Now I will tell you, it, it's happened to me too, and I'm, I'm not, and I'm not talking about my early days. It's happened in recent times. Yeah. But you see, the thing about when it happens to someone like me is that when the whole world sees my name and sees two three other names, it's obvious I'm the one that really wrote this thing. Yeah. So maybe. Uh, maybe at one point the the producer decides, ah, it would it's good to have it be good to have one scene here where some some, some something happens huh. and they call their sister or their brother, or we quickly write a scene. And because of that, they'll put their credit, they'll give their credit and put it beside my name.
0: Yeah.
1: And make it look like we all wrote it. the truth about it is that the whole world we know that we we all could not have written it. It's obvious who wrote it. Yeah. But that is me. That is because of where I've got it to in my career. The young, the younger person, it will be very confusing when you put the writer's name, put some other names, because they, they dotted some um, I across some T's. Yeah. You understand? So in that case, like I said, if you're a member of my guild and you want us to make some trouble, we'll make some trouble, but sometimes it's not advisable to.
0: Yeah.
1: Because, again, this thing, eh, you see, you can have, you have rules, you have laws, but you also have diplomacy, you, have, you also have tact. Yeah. Because if this producer does that to you, and you say, and you go back and say, ah, uh, bros, why now, why you do like this? Now, and I mean, right, I can put all these names and everything. You say no 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 vex this is not waiting waiting happen. Say brothers, but you know I've been I don't think the shine come out now it's not with me and you guys end it on a cordial note. Yeah tomorrow chances are he will call you to write another job and you'll be wary of doing it again.
0: Huh.
1: But if you turn them to fight, which is easy, if you come out if you're you a member, you tell us we we'll write a stern warning telling you to change the credit immediately or face litigation, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he will do it. He will probably change it, but uh, chances are very high that it's not going to touch you with a 10-foot pole after that. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So the bottom line, and the bigger you get, the less likely it's going to happen. And when you reach a particular point, even if it happens, you understand? The whole world is going to know that you wrote it yeah so it really does not matter you understand mm. i mean if you're watching a film you you see written by to babalola and there's some two names you don't know of course you know that it was Tunde that wrote it maybe the earlier drafts were done by these people
0: yeah
1: so yeah so it, it won't matter to it today you won't even think about it mm. but starting out it would matter, but you also have to handle it with diplomacy, or else you could backfire.
0: Yeah. And I guess like um like other ways that people can you know protect their work. There's this one where um you email yourself the um other the script or the literal work, and this creates a timestamp.
1: Mm. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. Let's let's not mix let's not mix issues here. Yeah. Mm? What we're talking about what you were t- talking to me about was credit uh. credit is different you're talking about intellectual property ownership now yeah. it's very different if you have created something you can go to copyright commission yeah you can mail it to your, yourself and everything even email is accepted now because in in, in cases of litigation what the court wants to know is who can show proof of the endless possession
0: yeah.
1: of that property. You understand? Yeah. So those are two different things. A, 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 a producer sharing your credit with other people is different from a producer claiming ownership of your intellectual property. Mm. So if you, if you, I mean, like I tell people, why would you give a producer a hard copy of a script? No, you mail it. You mail the soft copy. So then there is proof. There's a track. You understand? And then be, and, be, and then you also have to be careful how you want the mail. There's sir. in progress to our verbal discussion of so, 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 the, here is my script. So, 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 so for your perusal and acquisition consideration. So it is clear, I have sent it to you for you to consider acquiring it. it. I'm not sending it to you because you commissioned me. Yeah. It's clear. And then if tomorrow you go and do something like that and everything, I can sue you. And I will have that mail as record. But it's not that I will not send this, say this is it, sir. This yeah. is it, sir. It would mean that this is the script, sir. The one that you paid for. We will not be arguing back and forth. It's not your word against my. The but there's no proof. Yeah. So bottom line is that you have an idea, you have a script, go to the corporate commission um, 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 and register it. Because if litigation happens, you might not be able to afford a lawyer. But the corporate commission can will do that on your behalf you get yeah, yeah. so I could listen I just said hey, I do the whole mail to yourself send to yourself and all those kind of things yes but you are not are you going to represent yourself in court
0: uh-huh.
1: are you a new writer do you have the money for a lawyer so who are registered with copyright commission so that if there is litigation then we take it up on your behalf oh,
0: okay so can you uh, mention like um three random facts about you that most people don't know three random what facts about you that most people don't know
1: there facts about me that most people don't know. Um, OK, well, um, I'm a singer and I, I got into writing from screen. Uh, I got into screenwriting from songwriting. Okay. And I even think I might just be a stronger songwriter than a screenwriter, really, at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, that's one. Um, second okay I also run I, I own and run a music um, a music startup a music platform for upcoming artists it's called um, nigerianxridget.com yeah uh, what's the third most people don't know I don't know well most people consider me a a, a recluse a weird person but I'm really not that weird I'm, I'm a very regular person i i i'm just I, I just have low tolerance for stupidity
0: yeah
1: and so i'm very careful of people i mix with. i like to study people if i get close to them so i i'm not usually very friendly the first time i meet people
0: yeah
1: you understand but my my few close friends will tell you that i'm as regular And I'm probably even more goofy than most people that that they know. But you will not meet me for the first time, I think so. And I think I like it, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's move to the Screenwriters Guild of Nigeria. Um, Can you tell us more about the organization?
1: Um, The Screenwriters Guild of Nigeria is actually the only truly registered body um, um, that is dedicated to the welfare of screenwriters in the country. Um, we, we presently have about 23 chapters across the, I mean, uh, across the country.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, that's about 23 states we're in. About 23 states, each which is own and state chairman and all that. Um, usually, we have a lot of activities, other activities, have I mean, physical activities. But the, pan- the, the pandemic, I mean. It's just sort of, um, it's, I, I'm looking for the right word. It, it, it just, well, let me say, it just messed things up for us. Yeah. Um, we would have, I, but this coming year, um, we intend to come back with our activities because, you know, look, the truth about it is that virtual activities are nice placeholders, but they, they, don't, they, they, they don't really... Give they don't really achieve as much as physical um, activities do. Yeah, you understand. When you say people should come for um, online training sessions, you will find twenty people logged in. If you say physical training session, you will see sixty something people come to attend. Yeah, you know it's just crazy. I don't know if it's peculiar to this client or it's a general thing, but but, but but that's it. So. um that's it. we we offer training. We offer I mean we offer training. We offer um, legal support when when required. And as a member, you you actually have access to a lot of established writers that you, that can mentor you. That you can you can learn from. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So so that's it. And. Um, you know that a lot of people feel that they don't need the guild until they get into trouble. Yeah. They now yeah. start rushing, trying to be, be members. You understand? Yeah. But you need guilds, you need associations because again, it helps you because you are you are you are in a you're in a platform with your peers, your contemporaries, and then your seniors. You you mix, and a lot of people, you know, a lot of people. Get jobs, a lot of announcements. You know what's happening. Who is looking for writers here and all that. So a lot happens when you're a member of the guild. You're, you're not isolated. You make friends with other writers. They call you for other jobs. You become part. You know, you are an, integ- an integral part of the whole screenwriting family. So yeah, that's that's us.
0: Okay. Um. So can you talk about some of the guilds like um like long-term plans I you guys are trying to implement and particularly your vision for the guild where you want to take the guild to
1: uh well um i'd rather not talk long-term plans because uh, one of the one of the pressing things you need to do now is organize an, um, an election to yeah. so the the new whatever comes in uh, i might be part of it i may not be part of it so i i really I don't want a situation where I, I say these are my plans, and I'm not, uh, I'm not part of the next executive, and I sort of will be putting pressure on the next executive to go with things I've said. I would rather not do that. Yeah. But um, but generally, I can speak for the guild. Generally, um, despite who comes in, um, there are a lot of things that we we, 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 we want to do. We want to. Uh, form a stronger bond bond with other guilds, and we can start looking at things like, uh, like, uh, pricing, improve pricing, improve the the working conditions, insist that um, and transactions are done legally with with contracts, and all those kind of things. These are things that yeah. yes, you know, moving forward, Those are things we want to do. We also want to uh, um like really do stuff with welfare. You understand, so that. We can set up. We can set up. Um, we can set up structures where guild members, if they if they have needs, do not necessarily have to go public before yeah. those needs are met. You understand? Yeah. If it's health, if it's if it's um, social, anything. You you understand? Those are the general things that we're looking out to. Also, we, we, we want to we want to have have more of um, want to take um capacity building seriously like to you know like be in a situation where we're we're constantly training people through the year uh, improving their, yeah. Their, yeah. them improving their, their because the truth about it is uh, like they said who so much is giving much is expected so if if we, if we want our writers to earn more then they should do more they should your you understand they should be better at the skills. So it is what is we'll be going out there to demand that they pay better. It's also important that we we improve their skills too. Yeah. So capacity building is well is, is another angle that the guilds generally would be looking at, irrespective of the people in leadership. Yeah. That will be the general plan. Yeah.
0: Okay. I mean, I guess, I guess another thing that the guild could do is, um, you know, with the universities, most of the courses tend to be quite general, like in the case of mass communications, I don't know, maybe if it's something that the guild could do to like lobby, whether it's the universities commission or particular universities to, you know, maybe um, create kind of specialty courses or modules that, you know, will will kind of gets this capacity building right from the university level yeah i think it's something that you know could could um really work um, yeah so
1: i mean before the whole uh pandemic well i uh, think one of the things that we we were actually looking at was to put the nigerian Universities commission and uh, and ask that essentially theater arts department um also offer screenwriting as a course, because in most schools, what you have is playwriting, yeah so we want a situation where screenwriting will also become a fundamental part of the curriculum because the truth about it is that right now uh, more people are engaged as screenwriters than playwrights, yeah so if you start teaching it in schools you understand, they would come out and have already attained a level of proficiency that will make it easier for them to be absorbed into the industry and they start earning a living almost immediately. But if you do not teach it, then when they come out as graduates, then they will now have to go and start learning. So that means, so first you spend time learning, then after learning, you spend time trying to get into the system you understand before you get to the point where you can actually start earning a living from it so if you're not careful that's some four or five years after school but if you teach this thing in school by the time they graduate the level of proficiency is already high
0: yeah
1: so they're not spending time training again they're actually out there entering competitions Responding to call for scripts and all those kind of things. So if I had that in another one two years they're already earning a living as writers. Yeah. So it's one of the things that we 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 were looking into. But I guess we just sort of got distracted with whole uh, pandemic and all those kind of things because again the, the, the pandemic is also one of the reasons that our tenure was sort of. Extended because look, if you're going to have an election, it's a physical event. Yeah. And you can have a physical event um, with with people in high end hundreds, if not thousands, without breaking the pandemic codes and rules. Do you understand? Yeah. So and and, and of course we can't do that. So that's why we've we've had to de- de- delay elections and all that. So. Within the context of, of that uncertainty and everything, we did not pursue that. But I'm sure that once all this is settled and a new e- executive comes in, yeah. it's something that we will pursue and hopefully concluded.
0: Okay. I mean, I think something that is undeniable for the adv- advancement of um, the Nigerian film industry is for the... Um, guilds to um become like stronger so what would you what would you say to people that are skeptics about um the effectiveness of guilds
1: okay so I'll, I I would tell you so what what I think i think mm-hmm. it's a it's a it's a chicken and egg situation it's a dog and a still situation you stand on the outside and you say These guys are ineffective. And then the best part of it is when they quote the United States, when they quote Hollywood, Uh. some people say, the Skillwriters Guild of Nigeria, some writers who are not members, say the Guild is not effective. I mean, look at what the Writers Guild of America did years back. They held the industry to a standstill. They made, they, they, they paralyzed the system. And then the industry had to talk to them and cave it into um, um, their demands. But that can happen in Nigeria. Of course, it cannot happen in Nigeria. Why did it happen in the States? It happened because every freaking writer uh. belongs to the guild. Now, there are at least, honestly, they, I know for sure that there are at least five to 6,000 practicing writers in this country. Practicing on different levels. But you have a situation where our own membership has not hit 1,000. So what it means is that if we come tomorrow and say, you know what, SWGN is down in tools. None of our writers are working. You have at least 5,000 people out there that, that are potential replacements. Yeah. So how can we insist on anything? If we say tomorrow now, you must not pay any member of SWGN less than 200000 for a feature length script. There are 5,000 people out there that the producers can run to.
0: Yeah.
1: Now imagine if those five thousand people were part of the guild, and we had six thousand people, and we said nobody is going to take less than two hundred thousand for a skip. What options do the producers have? None. You must accept because there are no people to run to.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And maybe maybe the few people that. Left Toronto are not seasoned, tried, and trusted people. So you must come back and say, "Okay, you know what? I can't pay two hundred, but I can pay one fifty. Then we will discuss." Yeah. But right now we can't do that because a lot of people are sitting outside, watching from outside. and say these people are not effective. The effectiveness of any guild is its its, its numbers. Yeah. When you have numbers, then you have strength. If you if, I mean, look at I mean Actors Guild of Nigeria. There's so many, they have a lot of members, but there's so many of the new clubs of actors and actresses who are not members. So if, if if actors guild comes out today and say anybody acting, if, yeah. even if it's even if it's a, a, a a beat spot nobody should be paid less than thirty thousand. you have at least maybe 20 something or 30 something thousand actors out there who are not the members of the guild that these producers will run to do you understand yeah and how, how many things do you want to pick it
0: but imagine if
1: all the actors in nigeria went under the actors guild of nigeria then nobody will be paid less than thirty thousand. if you're just on that set for two hours. So, as far as I'm concerned, that's what it's all about. It's 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 about numbers. It's just how effective, how efficient we can be when the higher amount of partitioners are outside.
0: Yeah.
1: You understand? So that's the issue.
0: Okay. I mean, one way for writers to stand out is, you know, like, by recognition. Um, Do you guys have um, an award ceremony to, like, celebrate the writers?
1: Okay. This will sound like I'm hiding behind the pandemic, but, you know, after we had our last Writers' Week, uh, which was in 2020, um, one of the things that was supposed to happen in in two, no, 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 2019, because last year was 2020. Yeah, all the things that supposed to happen in 2020 was the unveiling, first it was supposed to be the unveiling of the Writer of the Year Award yeah. at the Writers' Pally. Then 2021 was supposed to be when we launched the um, Screenwriters Guild Awards. Yeah. You understand? So it was supposed to be it was supposed to be progressive. First we launched that solitary award at the Writers Party. The Writers Party is usually the highlight of the writers week. You understand? And then the, the next year, next year the whole idea was to have a writer's Award ceremony.
0: Yeah.
1: Where you would give out awards best producer, best director, best writer in this category, best writer in that category. And of course the right the highlight of the night will be the Writer, screenwriter of the Year Award. Uh. So that that was the plan. Again, you know, it is with a lot of events now and all that stuff. So so it's, I mean, it, it, I appreciate the fact that you mentioned it. It's a, it's a veritable one and it's something that we we had actually thought about and uh, we wanted to do. And hopefully, this coming year, uh, it will happen. It does not matter the executive that comes in yeah because again you you, you have things that are that the guild must do
0: uh-huh. you have the
1: board of trustees that guides the activities of the guild and these are things that are already in the pipeline so it does't matter which executive comes in it will be done
0: so what's that um one film or t v series that you absolutely love and you always like go back to rewatch it if you have to choose that one which one is that?
1: Is it something I've done, or just something anyone I like? Anyone, anyone you like. Oh, so I've I've seen Big Bang Theory episode one to twelve. I've seen it three times.
0: That's season one to twelve.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nice. I've, I've seen it three times, yeah. one to twelve.
0: Okay. So if you had to choose one of one of the um, scripts you've written, like which one would that be? You know, the one that you're happiest with the most.
1: Okay, I th- I th- I think it would be lottery. Yeah, um, yeah. It was it was a lot of fun. Writing a lottery was a lot of fun. From the research point, when I had to do research into that world, um, it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, and the fact that um we could tell a no holds bad story was also fun. And working with Kenneth. The director, I mean, it, 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 it was fun. Yeah. It was fun. And seeing the finished product was really nice. So, yeah, um, yeah I think for now it would be that. Yeah.
0: There's no police for story ideas. Like, everybody writes what they want to write. But wh- why do you think, um, like, in the example of Olotire, why should we also tell these kind of stories? Why are they important?
1: Well, um. First, first and foremost, um, you need to reflect society. You need to let people know. So one of our mandates as filmmakers is reflect society, reflect the things happening in society, the positive and the negative things.
0: Yeah.
1: Because remember that film is also a strong and very table tool for change.
0: Yeah.
1: Good. And so stories like these... Um, Um, are very important because not only, because one, I will look at it from different points of view. For for parents, it tells you what's happening. So you realize, oh shit, this kind of thing is happening. Then for young people who get lured into it, you realize that, oh, this is a dangerous path because it can lead to this. Then for people out there who might actually be innocent, and are lured, because I, I've heard a lot of stories. I mean, I've heard a lot of stories. These things we see, is they happen regularly. A lot of people are lured. So people are told that they're going to get supermarket work, jobs in Europe, and all those kind of things. Yeah. And they go only to become sex slaves. So you need films like this to educate the populace. So you innocent girl that they will just come and say, ah, oh yeah, come and do this job in whatever, you know what to look out for. You know to be double careful. You know to double check before you take these offers.
0: Yeah.
1: You know that you even know what you're going there for, and they paint a very rosy picture. Know that it's not as rosy as they're painting. Then you, the parents, when you see some things, when you notice some movements, be very careful because it could be very different from what you think yeah you need to be very careful where your period your, your words just come and say I'm traveling you need to find out you need to know why are you traveling how are you traveling where did you get the money to travel where are you traveling to you, yeah. need, you need to be careful about all those things so that's one of the benefits of, of films like that
0: yeah and I guess I'm um, one story that did so well like in Reflecting Society, this year was a Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, um, you know, there's this thing like sometimes um, actors want to improvise, and then you, as the writer, you wrote the script in a certain way that um, the story moves by the actions and the dialogue. Um, what's your take on, you know, Sticking to the script versus um, improvising.
1: Okay, so I'll, I'll tell you what. Um, sometimes, I mean, through the course of my career, I've I've never been that writer who goes on set, who sits down on set with any production. Yeah. No matter how big the production is, the best I owe any production is that one visit. And I'll tell you why. I've never done that because I try to be this... Uh, Not that I'm dispassionate about my work. I mean, there's some scripts I've been very passionate about. But I also know that my work ends with the final draft. Yeah. I have to hand that baby over to the director. Uh The director takes ownership and control. And so if that actor has improvised and the director is okay with it, then it's none of my business. You understand? Yeah. That's why I never go and say, because look, that one scene that you wrote standing on your head, that you swear by, that you think is the best next thing after chocolate chip cookies, uh-huh. the director can come, yank it and say, we don't need this scene. Then what happens? You start frowning and mouthing all over the place.
0: Uh-huh.
1: It is no longer your baby. You've handed it over to the director. He has control. If he says he does not need this scene, then he does not need this scene.
0: Yeah.
1: So really, if any actor is improvising, Sometimes they improvise and it works. Sometimes they improvise and it's stupid because at the end of the day, the input of what you're uh, trying to achieve there is lost. But it's none of your business. Yeah. The director is in charge. And if the director does not say anything wrong with it, then drink water and you know. No.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Take a chill. Yes. Yeah. Mind your business.
0: Yeah okay so if you are going to um, compress all the writing or screenwriting advice into three tips for aspiring writers what would you tell them
1: They're yeah, like send five million advices but if i was going to it's not it's not about compressing all of them personally my own personal advice to aspiring screenwriters is get a second source of income yeah get a second source of income until the time comes when you're making so much from writing is disturbing your other source of income. Then yeah, you can go into it fully, professionally.
0: Yeah.
1: But until then, don't say you're a professional writer. Write, but don't let it be a professional because it's tough when you're starting out. It's really, really tough.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's so easy to get frustrated. But if you have a nine to five and you write on the side, you'll be okay until the time comes when you're writing so much you don't have enough time for your nine to five, then leave. Huh. For me, I think for me, that's the most in, 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 important advice of all. There are other things I could talk about, but that's very important. Because I say a lot, I mean, president of the Kyoto. I had the frustrations of a lot of young writers. And, and most yeah. of the most frustrated, I found out that. They're trying to be professional writers, and, the, and and the competition is so crazy out there. There's so many writers. Yeah, it's not the time that you just want to jump into it. You understand? I mean, look at someone like actor Femi Jacobs. I knew when Femi was in FCMB.
0: Mm.
1: For a time, Femi was still working and acting, working and acting. It got to a point where the acting was seemed very steady. You understand and then that was when he left
0: yeah
1: and that, that, that's what you do and i have writers who have worked i mean there's a young lady that works very close to me she used to work in a bank you understand it was when the thing, when the demand for the writing got to a level she resigned from the bank
0: okay so yeah we talked about um you know uh, writers also having a second source of income um Do you think we're almost at that point where, um, you know, in in contracts, in contracts that writers sign, um, they will be promised residuals, so a percentage of the potential profits of the movie, whether for a number of years or in perpetuity, do you think we're close to that point as an industry?
1: Nowhere so far. But the only thing you can do now as a, as a writer, go and join the AVRS or the Visual rights Society. If you're a member, then they can fight that fight for you. Yeah. You understand? But it's very difficult for you to get any producer who is going to do that. Yes, when you get a certain level, you may be able to untwist the producer, especially... You, look, you get to a level where the producer needs you as much as you need them. Yeah. Then you can arm um, twist. So it can be a function of, you know what, I'm going to, this studio is 5 million. And the guy says, I can't pay you 5 million. So it's 5 million I want. I don't have 5 million. Okay, then what you're going to do is pay me 2 million and give me points. Hmm. You understand? Give me 1% of profit. Give me 2%, 3% of profit. Yes. If the person feels... Your work is that important to them. They will agree. Yeah. If they don't, they'll continue negotiating. But that's the only way. You, you first get to a point before that's even up for consideration. You can't have just been in the system three, four, five years, and yet any producer you tell that, we say, okay, I'll get back to you, and they just go somewhere else.
0: Uh-huh.
1: You, must have be, you must have really proven yourself before anybody can even entertain that discussion. But if you join the APRS and you're their member, any of your jobs you understand? Yeah. They will fight for the residual income for you.
0: Okay. That's that's important. So we're we're grateful. Like Nollywood keeps growing. Um some of us feel it could grow at a faster rate, but it is what it is. Um what would you say it's um, important like what is one important aspect that we need to improve as an industry
1: honestly I'm not sure it is so much us because we started this industry squeezing water out of stone mm. it has continuously been like that and despite despite all the challenges, we've constantly been able to make a mark. Generally, production quality has improved. People are more professional. People see the need to achieve premium values in their productions Uh. now. So, if you look at it, it is more about funding and exploitation avenues. Yeah, That's it. That's really more. How can they get more funding to improve their production quality? And then when they do it, how can they, how can they exploit it so that they can get commissary value for their adult uh. I think that's all we need right now, and
0: none of, and these are not on us as the practitioners. Yeah,
1: it's not on us. Yeah, because we we're, we're doing really good jobs now with the little we have.
0: Yeah,
1: uh huh. So I think it's it, it's just about the environment becoming more enabling, and then we will we will continue to rise up to it.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, um, it's another argument, you know, talking about government and what they should do. Um, I feel, um, you know, like maybe the guild's different, um, interests can, you know, form lobby groups that influence, you know, government legislation that basically, um, yeah, enables, enables the work the industry does. So whether it's as a, lobby group as a guild, you know, pressuring the different representatives to push certain legislation that, you know, will help. Because on certain levels, there's nothing that can really happen without, you know, governments, you know, putting the right policy. And also even with um public se- sector funding, most um film industries have thrived based on that. Like, for example, the UK and um US, you know. Um, yeah, I think... We could we could, you know, form these lobby groups and attempt. We don't know when this will happen, considering how um our country is right now, but it's something that we could attempt to influence. I think that would also help us as an industry. I agree with you. I agree yeah. with you. Yeah. Do you have social media or a website that people can keep up with what you do?
1: Okay. Um website is in development as we speak. Um, If you Google me, you can see my IMDB page. Um, I'm on Instagram as Niger writer.
0: right. Um, thanks Mr. Yenka, for coming on the podcast. My pleasure. We have come to the end of this episode. Remember to rate and review the podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Selegal Film and the podcast at the Nigeria Film Pod to share your feedback. You can now support the podcast by visiting the website to donate. See you on the next episode. Have a good one.